What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, it's Tyler, host of Total Disclosure by Pop Culture Corner. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I just want to remind you guys that you can become members and or send super chats, super thanks, um, and and help support the show. Uh, You can also check out our new merch shop that does include Total Disclosure merchandise now. Um, Anytime you become a member of the show, you're getting both the pop culture side of things and the UFO side of things. It's so worth it, um, and there's many denominations you can choose from, from $1.99 to $2.99, all the way up to $9.99. Guys, we hope to hear from you soon. If you want to reach out to the show, feel free to DM me on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, or contact me at ty at thegww.com. revealed to respect what ross was asking I, I think more than anything i don't think there was a better person to ask him during the interview the questions than ross was like to be real yeah no i don't i i, I think the best scenario was the one that we got it was ross asking the questions uh because ross is no bullshit uh i tweeted out earlier that he's like an old school journo where he's like, you know, really boots to the ground, like, you know, knees deep, uh, elbow grease, you know, you name it, like knocking on doors if he has to. He's from that old school, like, journalism day. And uh, he's not afraid to get to the bottom of a story. And and he asked the questions that that we all want to hear asked. And, And he did such a good job. I'm so, so happy. Hey man. What up?
Well, there was mo- many moments that 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 even I was like, uh, um, I mean, just wow, wow. Um, I can't believe this is being presented on uh, national television to some degree, you know, because to to some degree it was national television, to some degree it wasn't. Uh, I get it, you know. I don't. How many viewers do you think you that that? How many viewers do you think actually watched that? You know, a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, like five hundred thousand. Yeah, and then like say a week from now, how many how many people do you think will have watched it? By then, millions. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that, like, I, I it's, it, and I mean, to to start with some of the things that were talked about. I mean, uh, I'm going to start my last page. I mean, the last thing I've written down is was an agreement made between the American government and non-human intelligence. And yes, to some degree, there is credibility to this claim. That that blows me away because even I draw the line somewhere. And and Tom knows this, like from our podcasting days, like I draw the line, like so hard in the sand for me to, for me to have heard that out of that guy's mouth. I was just like, no, because that means like, like what, you know, what if, um, the Eisenhower girl, what's her name? What, um, Eisenhower's like, you know, great, great granddaughter or whatever. She's always talking to you know, talking about that treaty that Eisenhower made and, you know. With the grays. With the yeah. grays, yeah. Yeah, and it always seemed kind of, like, weird and, like, okay, yeah, it's a little bit outlandish, but, like, cool, like, your Eisenhower's, like, you know, you, you got the namesake and everything, so, you know, we won't bastardize you too much. But all of a sudden, <laughs> that that take it, took a different turn on, turn on myself there. This guy. Yeah, man, I was, I was sweating. I was sweating through that whole whole conversation, man. Or not conversation. And that was just an hour, that bro. Was that was the act just, for like seven a, no, hours. No, 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 no. Just to clarify, I want to clarify that for everybody. So there is only three hours of recorded footage. They did back-to-back days. Uh, day one, on so on May 8th, they did at Bryce Sable's house, they did a walkthrough. So basically, um, if you're in interviewing, if you're in journalism, if you're in filmmaking, um, you, you do a walkthrough um, and they did this, but they also did this as a safety so that if anything did happen on the next day, you know, like if, if you know, the FBI came in and, and, and basically shut them down, they had something on, on camera already. So they did like a, a low key walkthrough um, May 8th, which was three hours, three and a half hours. And then on May 9th, they did another three and a half hours but basically it was the same story told twice two days in a row so there's only three and a half hours of footage but we only just saw one so there's still two and a half hours there's just not seven hours six hours left you know Uh, i think a lot of people got excited about that but uh just to clarify 
um, I did uh, um, gather some. I mean, I, I have Bryce Abel literally uh, quoted as saying that that is such. Yeah. I have, yeah. So um, that's okay, because you can give yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Hours of testimony to the IG. Yeah. So so if, if if he's given us three and a half hours or or three and a half hours of testimony, and that's you know public, Ross is going to put that out after because after tonight, the the film rights for this interview revert back to Ross Coltart. Not News Nation, but Ross Coltart. Because basically News Nation was just a distributor. Now I come from a Hollywood background. So when you sell a story to one of these news places, you sell it for an exclusive and that's it. Then then it, the, 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 the film and the rights revert back to you. Now Ross said that he's gonna put the other um you know the other portion out now what how he does that and, and what he does that with we don't know is he going to work with news 8 in australia and do some sort of like documentary who knows um or is he just going to put it out raw on youtube or you know as part of their podcast i don't know that that's up to them but we will get the other hour and a half two and a, two hours that that is recorded uh ross did did definitely say that yeah it'll, it'll be out there Quick to acknowledge just because I see some of the people that are in here. There's someone here right now that was our stuff, and I can't wait to hear his take. So, say hi to Darcy, the maker of one of my current favorite documentaries, maybe like ever. Oh, yeah. Darcy, Darcy, I wanted to invite him on the podcast um, because he was on that UFO podcast, and I really liked his talk. And then I went and bought both of his, his movies. And um, I actually really, I really, uh, Fast Walkers was great, and um, Secret Space UFOs uh, also great. And uh, yeah, uh, I would love to see more, and 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 I would love to talk to that guy because um, he's a Canadian, I believe. I believe he's from Canada. Bro, there's so many topics. Yeah. That were covered. So, I feel like in that hour, like it's <laughs> so, crazy. So another thing, another thing I wanted to point out was so the stigma was definitely created by the United States government um, along and, and we know this, we know this, they created, you know, the CIA created uh, the word conspiracy theorist. Uh, I think that was all uh, to, to, to create this giant stigma around these kinds of things because the, the truth is, is way more complex than we could even perceive, that they could even perceive. And we know when the government can't protect us or when the government can't, you know, keep us safe you know people start freaking out and and maybe they did keep the secret for a good reason for a long time but i think the 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 cat's out of the bag on this one and and we're owed a lot of answers and um astral if you want to start you know taking some hands and taking some things or taking some uh bullet points here um i I, well i think just, just the uh I, I think the main point that I got from all the whole interview is that an, an acknowledgement of non-human intelligence. I think that was used enough and there were enough instances that were talked about 
that there's a there's a real acknowledgement going on now. Whether it was and even with Roswell, you know, like there was the Roswell stuff that was brought up. Yeah, but he said he but couldn't talk like about overall it. Overall acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. But, but but he said he couldn't talk about it. But then he proceeds to like confirm things and de- go and de- over it. And, yeah. and deny <laughs> things. So like I was like, all right, cool. So you're not telling us, but you're telling us. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate that. So basically, with the Roswell notes, I have so not clear to discuss. AKA it's real. Um, uh, some, some of these UFOs land, some crash, uh, says Roswell was a whack job. Um, but the first crash retrieval in 1933, uh, in Italy and the Vatican was involved, the Vatican. So I think we've, all, yes. I think we've all suspected that the Vatican knew more than they were letting on, especially when they told us that they would baptize, um, aliens <laughs> for better for lack of a better term, they would baptize aliens if they came. Uh, we were like, "Wait a second, what? <laughs> what did you just say?" So I think we, I think we all got that notion then uh, that they knew a little bit more than they were letting on. So um, yeah, the Vatican. Uh, I think that may, maybe they have some stuff in their library that we should uh, we should be able to to read. Dude, even even with before, I feel like the information that has come out tonight, one of the things that uh, could come out of all of the information from the interview is that independent journalists, podcasters, people who are really researching this can start to connect the dots and like put the puzzle pieces together now of all of these uh, credible references, verifiable references. Yeah, and that we can sort of put these pieces together, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, uh, Astro, I'm about to um take a walk downstairs, um, outside with the dog. So, um, if anyone has their hand raised and you want to, uh, or if you and uh, Tom want to talk about something for a minute, uh, I'm just gonna get situated here. Yeah, Tom, go ahead. <laughs> Yes. 
urgent, incredible, urgent, incredible is key to, to the whole thing. It's whole thing. So. And maybe in the name of everyone who is victim, please. Which, which I'm, which I'm very surprised that they alluded to so quickly. Um, uh, you know, I maybe, maybe you know, maybe that part. Um, you know, that that that's eye catching, and 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 you know, I think people have known that for a long time. Um, but to 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 put that in that interview, that was pretty explosive. Because um, I mean, are we looking to scare people? Or are we looking to turn the wand to the subject? Um, I don't know. So I think that does a little damage as well if you look at it from, you know, the general public's percep perceptive. Well, how's, yeah, how's my audio? I, I hear both of you guys good. I don't uh, have any audio issues as of right now. So I know if um, anybody wanted to win anything, we're giving away a bunch of comic books for oh, an estimate the, of the situation. Um, yeah. And so if you uh, like, really, if you retweet the space, uh, you'll be entered in a contest uh, to win a comic book from Tom and uh, estimate of the situation. And so we've given away a bunch. So go ahead and like and retweet the space, first of all. But uh, I don't I haven't had any audio issues yet. Um, just just to let you guys know, but there might be other people having some issues. Yeah, Twitter space is still glitchy. I mean, um, I, I honestly, the fact that they don't have a desktop version yet, it, it just blows my mind crazy yeah and so it's crazy to me that twitter isn't like elon musk like come on elon like the war you're supposed to make things better and uh you know whatever but that's beside the point um but i did i think so i i want to know what you guys think about his his credibility so like what what did you guys think of his body language do you think he was being genuine in his body language do you think did you did anyone you know is anyone here a specialist in that kind of stuff um because i'm not and um, to me, he seemed pretty credible, pretty genuine. He he wasn't. It wasn't like he was, you know, smirking or anything. But he 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 seemed happy to be doing his his patriotic duty and and, and kind of doing this and and maybe I don't know thrill of the moment. But for some reason, like I I got like a happy vibe out of him. I don't know why. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Interestingly enough, as I had mentioned when we had um Alien Girl on our podcast, I had seen a gentleman on YouTube do a pretty detailed analysis of Mr. Grush's body language. And it kind of aligned with some of the things that I was sensing. It was like, 
I had the aura of, I know I'm doing the right thing right now, but I'm a little nervous. This is intense, but I know I have to do it because it's my patriotic duty. Like he just looked like someone who, who knew that he was going into the trenches, but knew that even if he comes out of it, uh, scathed or unscathed, that it was, it was for the greater good. That's, that's genuinely what it looked like. I saw it in the guy's eyes. Like, I don't think this man is lying. I really don't. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think honestly, if he was lying, he would be in such a whirlwind of absolute shit that I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't see what he gets, but then again, you can make that claim for Bob Lazar when Bob Lazar came. Yeah. Out. But Bob Lazar is in, you know, this is way different. You're in a position where you were briefing the president. Like, if you're going to make this stuff up, you're going to jail. Like, immediately. Yeah, I guess. You know? You, you think, you, so, is that is, is that everyone un, under the uh, consensus that, you know, if he's lying about this, they could persecute him or pro- prosecute him? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, if you make a false complaint to the IG, um, you know, it would be treated as, uh, I believe, you know, probably the same, it's similar penalties to uh, perjury, you know, like you, put, you take an oath that you, that what you're saying is the truth and the whole truth. So help me God. And then if you're just, you know, oh, telling fairy true. tales, like you just wasted all their time and you just eliminated your credibility as an official. Well, again, yeah, I don't think he's telling fairy tales. Um, but, um, uh, so I, what I didn't, you know what I will say about news nation that I didn't like, um, they brought Mick West on. Uh, like yesterday, I believe it was, or maybe the day before. Um, and basically, they kind of like tarnished their own. And I've had Mick on the show before. Like, right. I like Mick. I, I think he's a good guy. Um, I, I get along with him, but uh, we have different views. But they brought him on right before, like, before this interview. If any, if you know, if they wanted to bring him on after, I could see why they would maybe, you know, maybe they could make that choice. But to bring him on before, I, I only think hurt their own journalism like if that makes sense because yeah you know mick, mick was out here denying everything basically like saying it was all bullshit yeah well that's the other thing too is that like grush made a really interesting statement talking about how there's basically uh this business that exists especially online he said for uh debunkers that it doesn't really matter what you present their job is to just debunk all of it. They're not looking for actual truth. That's not what it's about. What it's about is how can we take what's being presented and make people not believe it because that's their niche. Uh, you know, I'm not, I, I hold back on some of these things sometimes, but I've become extremely irritated with some of those individuals. And I tried my, my best to be like the nice guy on UFO yeah. Twitter, you know that, but some of the, some of them man some of their takes are just full of shit i'm sorry they just are it, it, it's just so obvious to me and i do, really do believe some of them are on uh, a payroll from someone that that wants a lid kept on this and it's not about truth about filling the pockets i really believe yeah. that and uh daniel had his hand up so uh daniel jones if you want to chime in on that yeah hey guys um i see a few other people had their hand up before me so if you'd like they can go first and uh- i'll I'm just going in order of uh, I see them, so we're just going. Oh, just really quick, you know, we uh, Astral Chase and myself we hosted a space just before this um, this release, and we you know got into a lot of different disciplines. Um, I was surprised to hear at the very end, and some of you also may have caught this as well. 
um, you know, I think that, you know, questioning credibility and things in, in the body language, these are all interesting things to look at um, by way of, a, you know, investigative journalism and, and trying to make sense of how someone delivers things. Um, you know, things could be turned apart uh, in many different ways. I will say, though, just on um, the Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The scope of, of what News Nation is providing, I think, helped to balance the playing field, so to speak, by having someone like Mick um, kind of give a, you know, uh, to counterbalance the, the biases of people who look at this and, and may think that maybe they're leaning too for, forward into this whole idea um if they're you know not of the impression that this is legitimate or anything they could see this as an extreme um push for you know grasping at straws it, it, you know in the sense that maybe they don't believe it but having someone like miss mick on there i think helps to just um level it out a bit uh so just to kind of play devil's advocate there i, I do think that they're just trying to push for objective journalism by doing that and of course you can hear the pushback by by ross i will just say to um to kind of complement our last space, uh, again, I was surprised here at the end of the the interview, at least what was shown. Um, Grutch had brought up how, holistically speaking, nuclear physics, um, astrophysics, and astrobiology are not ne- necessarily a um, concealed field of study, and that they're widely accepted, and that this is probably something that should be uh, submitted to these disciplines, to the people who have the know-how, the resources and, and such to really uh, acknowledge and bring this into the awareness of the general scientific community. And then maybe they're beyond that into the public. And I think that, you know, that's interesting to hear. But aside from that, the as far as the intelligence community um, and how he, what he's doing is playing a role into maybe bringing out some of these things can help to get other people, uh, other insiders to come out of the woodwork um, you know, when we see this trend happening over the years, for anyone who's keeping up with this subject for a while, you see different people make claims, but hopefully they can substantiate more of these claims with something substantial, um, you know, by way of evidence, whether it's video or they have the craft, they have these materials, bodies, whatever it is. Um, it, it's important that scientists can have an opportunity to work with this stuff in a way that they can, you know, look at it and say, this is real. And, uh, you know, we're here to confirm that and help to get people on board. So. Um, you know, that's kind of an interesting takeaway I had from that. So I think Trivectiverse had her, had the hand up next. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, um, the interview, I'm a professional reader and this guy's the real deal. It, It only reaffirms my belief that the government is holding secrets and alien technology 
and lying to the people. This is historical and will always be remembered as the tipping point and the final straw where the government is withholding alien technology from the citizens. We must overthrow the government and replace it with Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Overthrow the government and replace it with Bitcoin. I don't know. What? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that part, buddy, but um, I think what uh, we should do is um, uh, at least talk to our government and figure out what's going on tech craft and, and craft that they potentially hold, um, you know, in some bunker um, in, in Groom Lake. Uh, that's what I think, you know, we definitely need to, to take a look at. Uh, Will, you had your hand up. Uh, yes. Um, could you tell by the Hopefully sound you of his voice? Are you here to talk about Bitcoin? No. Okay. All right. All right cool. So he was scared. He was genuinely scared. I know because I have personally felt the same thing. Okay. I was in the military myself. I enlisted on November oh, cool. 15, 2001. I selected an MOS that would require a high security clearance so I had to go get a secure uh go do a security briefing. Um do the polygraph, the whole nine yards, same thing that he did. On my way to this briefing, I was in a secure area of the James F. Henley Federal Building in downtown Syracuse. And on my final approach down the hallway, I happened to glance to my right. I did see a living breathing extraterrestrial, wearing a black suit, white shirt, black tie, it was a light dolphin gray. When I initially was looking at him, his eyes were small and black. As he got closer to me, he was within six feet. His eyes got bigger. His mouth opened up a little bit. I could see his teeth. They were small, little pointy. And then the guy taking me to my briefing snapped me out of it and brought me to my briefing, got me sat down. First thing I asked after they hooked me up was, I know I quote unquote did not see what I just saw down the hall, but I know what I saw down the hall. And I am immediately volunteering to work with him once my contract is up, pending the outcome of my security clearance. So I did my clearance check and was let go. Went out to my recruiter and who was waiting with me with uh, waiting with my wife and he looked at me and he said, "So what's up?" And I said, "I'm not at liberty to say." And that was it. Um, the second event was a few years later after I had gotten out of the military. I was medically discharged. I separated my shoulder. Um, was no longer able to serve anymore. Um, I had left my house. I'd gone outside to smoke a cigarette. And I heard a low humming sound, looked around, couldn't see anything, stepped over to my left, thought I saw something up in the sky, used my hat to block the floodlight that was behind me. And as my eyes adjusted, I saw a 150 foot craft, approximately 10 feet around the perimeter and 20 to 30 feet tall at most in the middle. It was spinning, the, the center section was spinning counterclockwise. It was a dull silver color. There were individual panels. It had a purplish ultraviolet 
blue uh, hue to it. Uh, eventually, a light turned on. It was a window that illuminated, looked to be a hall. An individual passed <clears throat> from the left to the right, stopped in the middle, looked down, saw me. I waved at it. It stood up. It continued going right. And a few moments later, the craft hissed and it went up. I lost sight of it. I went around the house and I couldn't see it. Went around the back to the house. Didn't see it. As I was looking up, I looked to my left and it was over the West Valley wall from where I was located, hovering just over the tree line. It tipped up, vanished in a snap, left behind a purple fire trail behind that was miles long. It lasted for all of two seconds. It banked southwest. That was the last I saw of it. The top of it glinted silver. And that was it. I thought to myself, this is exactly what Bob Lazar said the craft would do. He wasn't full of shit. And that was that. And I kept my mouth so, shut the last 21 and a half years about it. I wrote that. So what do you think about this guy? Oh, he's definitely telling the truth. Do you think he's yes. telling the truth? You think he's telling the I truth? I come from a deep line of military uh, military people in my family. All my grandfather's brothers served. My grandfather's oldest brother served in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. And what, from what my grandfather told me, he flew a plane in the CIA in the early 70s, and that was the end of his career. After that, he settled with his family in San Francisco, and I believe that's where he's buried. You can easily look his uh, headstone up on um, online. His full name is William George Niles. Uh, um, his wife name. also served. They were buried together. Um, if you have any other questions, feel free. Yeah, yeah. No, but I just, uh, I want to get back to um, the David Grush yeah, uh, story. That's, so, that's, that's, um, that's how I know that he's telling the truth because I saw stuff in person. And so you, 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 so you saw similar looks on him that, that you oh, maybe yeah, have had. Definitely. So I, know the I find that to be, I know the feeling. Yeah. I, know, I, I find that not, to be very, not, not even, he didn't see stuff in person. As far as I'm aware, he didn't say anything from what that interview is that he didn't see anything in person. Yeah. Right. I have, right. and he seemed terrified and he's only saw paperwork and talked to people. Well, he, 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 I mean, I could even, you can even quote him at one point saying, I've had a lot of sleepless mm -hmm. nights over oh, this. Oh yeah, I've definitely so, had plenty of sleep over it, and I had so, it on I mean, too. As a, you know, Astral. I mean, uh, Tom. Uh, I know, I know Chrissy. I think had a hand up at one point. Um, do you think that the the truth is is maybe a bit more scary than than I mean? I mean they talked a lot about malevolency. Um, you know, and I and I thought it was interesting how Ross kind of brought in the whole movie aspect about how aliens are usually like goofy and like um and nice when that's actually not the case at all uh it, it tends to be the other way around they're more malevolent than they are benevolent so um i know they did it for story's sake you know for their this story but um for from my from my experience it's the exact opposite so um aside from et and maybe you know the steven spielberg stuff so do you guys, what do you guys think about the malevolent, malevolent uh, talk? What do you think about the potential, um, you know, threat narrative being perpetuated here? I, I don't think, um, I mean, 
I think that especially for people who do C five and like remote remote well, just, just projection. With the it's tough to really say the intention of non-human intelligence as as a definite thing for one entity. I think there's a lot of stuff going on, and I even think that there's more so entities that don't even care about what we're doing that are just like we're a bystander. Mm-hmm. And so even when I when I think about malevolent or benevolent actions, like we're a bystander at a lot of the times. Like when you kick an ant pile, <laughs> you know, a lot of people talk about ants. Like, like is that like you intentionally trying to kill the ants or like a 10-year-old kid just like fucking around and they you know what I'm saying? Like we could easily be a bystander to this and a lot of this happening interdimensional scale and, and a lot of this stuff that we are just like so small in scale that we're, we don't even matter. And so I'm just out there. Yeah. And and then uh, on the other scale of it, of like people are manipulating us and like determining our future and, and, and to that extent. So it just is so crazy to think of like how much they are influencing us on a day to day scale and like overall society. Yeah, and I think um, uh, I wanted to hear from Teresa. Um, I know she's had her hand up for a while, so uh, I'm going to throw it to her real quick. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. So, yeah, the issue of malevolency is kind of how I've been playing this. I feel like it's been a poker game with Congress um, because I was the first registered lobbyist on this. And I thought, well, how am I going to get them? You know, I mean, I had congressional members tell me their own experiences at dinner and burst into tears about it. Like, so, and everybody in DC wants to talk about it, but you know, quiet, quiet. And I thought, well, how, how am I going to force that? How am I going to force their hand here? So that was part of what I focused on. Like people are being experimented on. It's not just kicking an anthill. If you talk to these, these abductees and these experiencers for generations, they're being abducted, their children, they're you know, just all of this weird uh, genetics and research stuff. Um, I kind of wondering if the aliens are eugenicists. So that was kind of the angle I took to try to push them because I, I started to say, okay, well, look, you know, somebody has to take accountability for this. And if, if it's not the aliens, then what? Is it dudes in suits? You know, what is this? So that um, they have to account for that. And so I think it's really interesting that that was a big portion of the talk because that was kind of my angle. Like, all right, guys, you know, somebody has to, somebody is accountable for what's happened. People have been injured. People have been healed. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, it's weird is there was that whole thing with um, um, uh, Jay Christopher King where, you know, people were telling him that the abduction phenomena and, you know, related stuff was going to be the last thing that was going to be talked about. And now here we are, you know, a week and a half later, and it's at the forefront of like one of the biggest bombshell interviews of all time. Yeah. I think, I think that was, we thought, we we thought they were going to push this whole thing down you know, like the abduction, they were going to wait till like the very end to tell us all about that. Yeah. I think that was, I, that was the best angle I could figure out to, to 
push them because, you know, if they have to account for this people I've seen, I've been doing this for 35 years. And, um, and, and, you know, when I was taking a shower tonight, I was thinking about, um, I know people who had their UFO interest brought up in their child custody cases. And now who, now, Oh, really? it's been held against people in divorce, custody cases, legal, all kinds of legal implications that you're a crazy person. You're a crackpot. Oh, this is a crazy. Yeah, it's been. And if to, if you, previously, if someone went to a, a an uninformed mental health professional, delusional, schizophrenic. I mean, the implications of this for pe real people's lives are so enormous and they've been vindicated now. And I was thinking of a lot, I was Marilyn Mufon director and I knew a lot of people going through divorces and they would have a spouse, bring it up. Oh, that person is an alien. Uh, they, they investigate alien abductions and they're crazy and they have no business being around children. And now who's, you know, who's vindicated now? This has real, real big, real life implications. And, uh, and it seems like they're coming forward with it. And I hope a lot of people feel vindicated and know they're not crazy. Yeah, and um, for me, at least, um, I think that the talk of malevol uh, malevolency is, um, I, I can never say that word this correctly. Um, that whole that old talk was, um, you know, it, it's funny. It, it's, it's not funny. Uh, that's the wrong word. But it's weird because, you know, the Dr. Greer and, and the CE5 people um who are about to have a conference and like, you know, they, they're calling it Disclosure 2.0 and, you know, Greer's kicking up the uh, campaign right now. Um, you know, no matter how you feel about the guy, he is informed. I, I don't like how he tried to insert himself into this narrative, but um, he's having his little uh, National Press Club event and then conference. Uh, but, um, you know, th they often say that there are no such thing as malevolent advanced species. And, you know, I've always kind of been like, well, that doesn't really make sense because like there's always a yin and a yang. So why, you know, why is there only one like why why is it all fairy tales and butterflies? So I don't know how you guys feel about that. If I could just follow up real fast and know other people have their hands up, but Sodom and Gomorrah is okay. a perfect example. I just made a video about this. You know, is, is there possible evidence that, you know, these uh, creatures not from here have been here and made judgment? And I think that's what they're telling us in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, they they, they nuked them. <laughs> they nuked Sodom and Gomorrah because the outcry from the people was so great against the, the, the atrocities that were happening there that they nuked them. It's in. I mean, it's it. They they've had wars. I mean, even the the famous uh, German painting. I uh, forgot the name of it. Everybody's seen it. It's painted on wood. You know, they're having a war. <laughs> it's it, it's in Sanskrit. So like this whole you know, like you said, fairy tales and butterflies and no, uh, I don't. I I don't see that. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I definitely agree with you there. Um, and and thank you for your contribution to the to the to the field. Um, you said you're celebrating thirty years, thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, oh I've been doing God. it thank way before it was you. cool. <laughs> yeah, 
thank thank you for contributions. Well, thank you. People like you who laid the laid the groundwork for people like me. So uh, I'm gonna jump jump it over to Chrissy. Oh no no no! Let Daniel go first. He's been waiting, and so has uh, I think Electron. I'm low on the list, but thank you. Okay, go ahead okay. first. Well, I also got Darcy waiting. I'm I'm bad at hosting these things. I'm a podcaster, not a spacer. If that makes sense. Uh, Astral's the more Astral. You take control. You're better at than me. <laughs> go ahead, Daniel. What's up, man? Sure, just a few quick points. I'll just echo the same sentiment that you, Astral, said earlier. Um, and I think it, it would be good for people to know, if you don't already, the free study, um, I think is really pretty important and relevant right now with everything that just been said, as well as you know what else could come out, um, that just shows statistics. And I think that's important because there could be a number of free studies that we don't know about that maybe have been done sort of on the back end. Um, and people essentially to show those who have an experience who claimed to have some kind of encounter, um, whether it was deemed positive, negative, good, bad. Um, the free study, which is the foundation for research into extraterrestrial and extraordinary um, encounters and experiences, basically tried to get an idea about how people described them or interpreted their experience. And this is really uh, important because Rush didn't make a blank blanket statement saying they're all evil or they're all malevolent. He was very careful in saying that um, they, some things may seem negative to us. And I think that's, that's a very careful wording, which I think he was with a lot of things to show that maybe we interpret these experiences where people get injured as negative, because just as Ashwell pointed out earlier, you know, sometimes we do things inadvertently without intention that can affect our environment, can affect other things. We do this with breeding, um, you know, interspeciation. We, we like to think that maybe we're being um, you know, ethical with these things, but, you know, we don't often consider what the animals think or that they can think about these types of things. And, and perhaps that can be extrapolated for the same situation and how we interpret an experience um, rather than the intention behind, because we're just, we're trying to understand as best we can, because it doesn't seem we actually know, did they really intend to injure? Um, but does that really mean that they're all, uh, you know, in agreement with that same intention or not? So I just wanted to mention that those are some, yeah. I think, relevant yeah. points. So we can keep going. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, I really appreciate your input, man. It's been, yeah, you 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 know your stuff. Um, I, I, I love that. Um, I wanted to call on uh, Darcy Darcy to, to to jump up and speak. Um, so Darcy, the floor is yours. Okay, I don't like. But thank you. I don't like skipping line because I guess uh, yeah, Electron and Chrissy were in here before, definitely uh, with their hands up. But I just wanted to uh, quickly like. First off, ask you guys, because I have not seen it yet. I'm going to have to like catch a replay. But if you guys took notes, what are like the top five bombshell things that were dropped in the one hour? Um, like the five major points that were made that were kind of like aha moments for people that might be coming in late, like me. Um, okay. And okay. and then my other interpretation, also my interpretation of this phenomenon you know, looking into the abduction phenomenon and stuff and exactly like what Daniel just said, um, you know, as somebody could be a cattle farmer or a scientist that deals with animals, um, you don't look at it as malevolent when you have to, you know, kill one of your livestock or, 
uh, you know, put them through the grinder and so to speak. Um, and with the abduction phenomenon, a lot of people that have been through that kind of, uh, recall that their captors were emotionless. It was very strategic and forensic and, you know, straightforward. Um, Betty and Barney Hill did say that when she was on board a craft, there was a needle stuck into her uh, abdomen. Into her abdomen. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she screamed in pain. And one of the like leaders waved over her head and immediately the pain was gone. So like, I don't think that they have malevolent intentions, but. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They may have they 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 may have indifference and they may even look at us as a lower life form that they don't have to care for, you know? Right. And right. and um you know, even seeing just like snippets, David Grush saying that uh you know Ross Coulthard's like, are you saying right now that uh, <laughs> a no, a non-human intelligence murdered human beings and he's like well in a way yes and it's just like maybe maybe that was a defensive action that led to our death like we need to um, we need to know more but what are the top five sort of ahas that happened in this one hour interview if you don't mind Um, does anyone else want to go with that or because i mean i can do it but we all have no the Roswell that pointed out for me was just Roswell. I'll just say that. I agree with that. I feel like so, the, it was very telling the way he reacted to the question about Roswell. Yeah, that so should speak volumes. I would say I would say this. Number one would be that the U.S. government has intact craft and potentially even pilots, and we have had them since 1933. Number two, Vatican involved to some degree. Number three, the cover-up and the disinformation campaign against the American people and the world subsequently has been not only real, but at times deadly. Number four, um, uh, an agreement was potentially made between non-human intelligence and the United States uh, to that to the degree we do not know, um, but hopefully more information on that. Number five, I would say um, it would be the malevolent species. And it's, it's, 
in, in, in inter, interdimensional. So it's not just extraterrestrial, but these things may be interdimensional uh, and extraterpentimal. All the words, all of the above. Uh, I, I totally butchered that last one. Extra temporal or whatever. I think it's the, is it these, extra extra temp extra temporal. I think yeah, right. Could, I think I'm just gonna be, say that right. It could know. be it could be any of and all of the above. We still have no idea. So extra I chicken think, tempura. Yeah, I think those are the five biggest things to come out. This episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy. Use our code and sign up for TubeBuddy to start utilizing their amazing tools. Let TubeBuddy do the work for you. That's www.tubebuddy.com slash P-O-P pop. That's TubeBuddy.com slash P-O-P pop. Guys, TubeBuddy, I've been using it for some time. It helps you with analytics, video ideas, title suggestions, tag results, and it helps you get your videos, your podcasts, and your content out to a wider or broader, more selective audience. It's kind of what I use to make sure that I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's when it comes to video production. Guys, I can't say it enough. Sign up for TubeBuddy. It's a no-brainer at such a low cost per month. Less than a cup of coffee each month. You can be getting help with the SEO and analytical side of your content. All right, guys. Get TubeBuddy now. And um, those, and his, his credentials just, I mean, alone back that up. Um, you know, this guy was giving the presidential briefing every day to the president. Um, I mean, he was the task. He was cleared to go to everywhere and anywhere, ask questions, t- turn doorknobs and see things. So, I mean, if, if down the line, this, you know, this story is vindicated, this is it. This is disclosure right here. This is the guy that we've been waiting for, um, my fellow Americans and my fellow uh, Earthlings. Um, but let's uh, throw it to someone who's been waiting to speak. Um, who's that? Who's next? Chrissy. Hey, Chrissy. All right, I'll go. Thanks so much. Uh, first of all, my apologies for all the thumbs down. Oh, so much. We missed Thomas's uh, input for a while there. All we heard was silence and clicks. And it's just like, where's the button? Where's the button to help? Chrissy, real real quick, thank you for sending that message too. I just want to acknowledge the fact that you, she sent me a voice message to let us know we were having technical issues. So I feel like you deserve a a nice silent round of applause for that. We appreciate that. Thank you. And you know, I even made sure I went out first and redid mine first to make sure because I thought, how darn it, I so much want to hear what you wanted, what you were going to say. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, quite a night for me to watch this. This was this was quite amazing um, as an experiencer. I'm sure there's people in this room that uh, do not know my story, and I'm not going to get into it. But I just wanted to say I could, when I saw him come in, sit down, and begin to talk, and I'm not really, like, watching for any one thing, but what I got from him was his level of 
like uh, um, one of you guys said, the tension, you could see, you could feel it, you could see it in his face, the way he was uh, holding himself and stuff. And, and it's interesting that that's, I could feel that the way that he did his level of holding it all in, because you do, because you're fighting with and uh, happiness, you're fighting with confusion, you're fighting with, you know, silliness going, my God, why did they talk, you know, why did they come to me, whatever, why did I see this, why me? And then you're like, I got to tell everybody, and you're trying to keep a lid on it. So I, I, it's great to see how he did so well telling us all what he now knows to be true in his heart. Um, but I also want to reach out to the people in this room um, that are that have had experiences or may have experiences in the future. And I agree with you total. This is a game changer. This is, this is, could be, I'm 98% sure this is it. This is the kicker that's going to kick everything off that people are going to get this more into the mainstream. It may take a few months. I don't expect it to happen overnight. I expect maybe by the, you know, the end of the summer, maybe it'll be more mainstream and that's going to be great. But I wanted to tell people like me who are, don't know what's going on, who it is, why, all the questions of why, why me, um, be careful now because people, you will be, want to tell them and you may find unscrupulous people and I can see that that's why I'm reaching out to my elected officials to let them know because one hopefully they know who needs to know what I know that maybe they can help me but if they don't at least I've tried and then I I will learn from everything else as I go as to who to trust as to where we're gonna you know we're all got a lot of answers we we have so many questions and we don't know where this is gonna go but the other thing is don't forget about UAP med. Um, I think that if anything, if you really need some guidance, reach out to them and don't forget that they're there. Um, thanks for having the room. I'm so glad that you're doing this. Thank you. Astral, if you could uh, pick the next person, uh, I'm just uh, grabbing some papers. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, shout out UAP Med real quick. <laughs> um, UAPMed.org is a website that is looking for uh, professional medical uh, practitioners, um, either the uh, mental health field or medical field that are working with the experiencers. So um, if you're somebody that you think could, um, or, or you think would be open to contributing to the cause, head on over to uapmed.org. They're one of the sponsors of UAP Twitter Week. Um, so thanks for mentioning that. That was actually really cool. I'm also a sponsor. Of course you are, bro. Yeah. <laughs> total, total disclosure. Take out, check out all of the um, the podcasts uh, that Ty and Cortex have done. Um, yeah, no yeah. doubt, dude. Go to go to totaldisclosure.org. Um, we're gonna be the reason I mentioned it is because I made their website too. But I do that. I uh, definitely, I mean, shit, you know, you did a great job with that, Astral. By yeah, the way, you did a great Astral job did make the website, and it, it, it's fantastic. You did such a good job. 
he still has to teach me how to use it and how to like update it. Yeah, how to update you know? it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I need to learn how to website. Yeah, I need to learn how to website. But um, no, overall, honestly, I think, in my opinion, this interview is like Chrissy said, the kickstart. So this is the field goal kick, um, you know, and we're putting it through right through the uprights with this one uh, because. Uh, I think if this can gain traction by the mainstream media and by media in general, doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to start at the mainstream media. I think Chrissy said it again. We're not expecting overnight, but if this can trickle down, you know, in, throughout, and, and and you, anyone listening, you are an ambassador. You, your phone can get things tweeted to to people that normally wouldn't see these kinds of things if you can you know where the older people are more you know more statistically share these things on facebook um you know get the word out to your to your to your local uh, uh friend group because uh the world is about to change and the more people are, are informed and, and and know what to do or or know questions answered uh or at least partially um the better and and because i think this is just the beginning um there's going to be much, much, much more to come. Well, dude, getting even just with getting the word out, um, like and retweet this space. You'll be entered in a contest to win a estimate of the situation comic book. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And a bunch of other stuff, um, as well as just getting the word out on this uh, space itself. Um, it's recorded, so you'll be able to go back and listen to it as well. Yeah, it's actually also on. It's streaming on both um, my channel and uh, on Cortex's uh, YouTube channel as well. That is correct. So, um, uh, yeah, so you can watch it anywhere, um, or or rewatch it anywhere if you missed any of it. But uh, I mean, I'm. What are you guys' thoughts on 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 Ross Coltart and his job uh, doing this interview? Um, do you think Ross, you know, from what we've seen, do you think that he um, came out of this interview with the with the uh, with the answers that he he was seeking? Yes, I'll just say real quick that there were a couple questions that Ross had even asked that I was like, man, that was like, that, oh, dude, perfect, like. There was one in particular where he asked, like, you know, what's basically coming next? What are we going to do? And what what are the, the what is the NHI going to do uh, in response? Oh, clearly, I love, that. 
Well, because you, you got to figure they're aware of what we're doing, yeah, so they got to know that. this is happening. You know, that was they such a that. a very brilliant yet unique question. I think Ross uh, is a gem in this field, and not even in just like the UFO community, but in journalism in general. Um, there's there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know, I, I see some people here and there every now and then, you know, kind of try to downplay what he's doing and talk a little bit of smack about the guy. But um, I, I don't see him in that light at all. I think he did a superb job with this. And Bryce Zabel, too, on the side there. Shout out to him. I feel like he probably does a lot that he doesn't even get credit for because he's that guy. He, he doesn't really care if he gets it or not. He just he just wants to see this play out like so many of us do but ross deserves uh a huge a huge uh credit a gold medal a gold star on his chart for the day i think he he absolutely nailed it with his questions he directed the conversation in a really intelligent way and he asked a lot of questions that i feel like many of us would have probably asked if we were the ones in that chair you know are you lying you know uh why should we believe you? Like he just he hit all of these points that I wanted to hear, and and for that, uh, I was highly impressed with him. Uh, it's a shame that the world doesn't have more Ross Coltarts. Yeah, um, Astro, if you can pick the next person. Well, I I think too, just a little bit of a bragging. Uh, the last UFO Twitter week, we had Ross Colhart. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for like an hour and a half and um it was like it's it's the biggest space ufo twitter or ufo space that there's been <laughs> there it was like it was like ten thousand views right now but Whoa. just th to to have him be able to jump in um but to also i feel like if you were to select a journalist or to someone that would be knowledgeable enough to present this to someone who didn't know anything about the subject, but to also present it to somebody who's been very interested and researched into the subject. He asked both on the spectrum of the questions that needed to be asked in that interview. For sure. Because I'm sure he got into the nitty gritty on this. And, and that's what I can't wait to the, the non-news nation worthy stuff, you know, the stuff that, that we want to hear, not the general public. The general public wants the bombshell stuff. We want all of it. Um, so with that being said, maybe we can pick someone. Um, first, uh, you've had your hand up for a while on Voodoo. Hello. Uh, yes. Thanks, everyone. I guess I'll take the uh, the contrarian view here. Um, you know, listening to some of the you know remarks, I can hear you know uh, kind of the the wishful sentiment you know behind what should have been revealed versus what actually was revealed. Uh, a bombshell. This was not. Uh, I, I hate to break. Uh, I, I, I hate. To, I hate to. I hate to break it to you, folks. Um, I like I've, that, though. I, I like that you have that opinion. Yeah. I respect it. 
Yeah, and and uh, you know, I'm former military. I worked in special operations. I had access to special access programs, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I've had higher classified conversations in bar settings <laughs> than what uh, Dave or what Ross, you know, talked about. You know, and and let's not forget. You know, that Ross Colehart, you know, uh, yes, he has, I would say Ross has probably more journalistic integrity than, you know, Jeremy Corbell or, yeah. uh, you know, George Knapp. No, I totally, hate, totally. And I, 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 so, he so, says he is. I, I agree. I agree. And like, I, I respect Ross for that, you know, uh, for that investigative rigor, you know, that he is asking the hard questions. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we can't forget that Ross ultimately shopped around for this story, you know, and that he shopped around at multiple media outlets, uh, to get this story out. And it was promised, you know, from uh, allegedly those in the know, you know, that his, uh, and I mean his, you know, meaning Dave's uh, story was going to be a bombshell. Uh, but, you know, after looking at it and after hearing it and having my own experiences, uh, this is a complete, absolute nothing burger. You know, wow. we got... We got we got more we got more firsthand i mean think about it we got more firsthand knowledge you know from the actual from the actual roswell crash like we got firsthand witnesses to tell their story we had we had firsthand cia agents government agents you know writing stuff in their diaries about stuff that they saw you know and the biggest takeaway you know from the Grush interview is that he stated himself he has not personally seen and he has not interacted with but not only UAP, but he has not interacted with the program that he is only. But you don't think that an intelligence community uh, member such as himself coming out on a stage such as this, breaking this as a not just saying it as speculation, but saying it as fact is the, the 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 biggest the biggest and of utmost important story that there is right now no because no new information has come forward he is mean? only he is only he is only regurgitating he is only regurgitating information that has been we presented have to do that for the general public though we can't start i like, we can't I, I agree that everybody knows that i that, agree with you I, okay. I would, I agree with you. And I, I 100% and that's, that's what I'm saying is I wish this topic would advance further than it actually is. And I think that that is intentional. My, and okay. I, I have, like, I, I have, ex, I have experienced things. I have seen things. I have been in government programs to which I still cannot, you know, wrap my mind around. And when I hear stories of, you know, Elizondo, when I hear stories of uh, Grush, you know, um, they're hearing it from clearly from secondhand that they are not seeing it. They are not uh, witnessing it from firsthand experience. And I think that, you know, when it comes to a subject matter that is so important, you know, that, that we need those people 
to actually have firsthand knowledge to come out and speak about the things that they've seen and witnessed, not what they've heard about or, you know, what they've, you know, been witness to and, and hearsay. Um, and I think, you know, that we're falling into the, the, the pit of cult of personality, you know, and uh, I think that if I were to design a psyop to actually distract people from the true information that's out there, uh, and I've been a part of some pretty successful psyops, uh, I would say this is the psyop that I would design that, you know, the Elizondos, the Grushes, uh, Corbell, this is all a part of a psyop to prevent people from actually uncovering the true information. And that it's always this sticking carrot, you know, that people are presented with, you know, and it's the exact same uh, talking points that are presented, you know, so like with uh, David Grush and the, you know, Malevolence. We all know that, you know, uh, there is a cabal in government that is preventing this information from getting out. And that when it talks about, you know, Dave, uh, uh, the alien demonology, you know, the malevolence, that that is rooted in Christian fundamentalism and Christian extremism because of the ontological shock. And that, you know, there might be powers that be that want the, malevol the malevolence to be, you know, the defining narrative, because I think we are in a battle for what the narrative of this subject matter ultimately means, you know, and the people that have not personally seen this, the people that have not been interacted, they're not going to be the ones with the answers. And I think that's where go ultimately government has failed is that they don't have the answers. David Grush, you know, the one big takeaway from him is that, yeah, the, the government doesn't have the answers. You know, and we're not going to find the answers, you know, in uh, the government. You know, I was hoping that there would at least be, you know, whether it be the New York Times story that was alleged to come out or, you know, the next interview. I was at least hoping for like a Gang of Eight video or something, <laughs> you know, like give us give us the evidence at this point, you know. Uh, but like I said, does he is he credible? Yes. Is he believable? Yes. But that's not a part of the scientific process and the scientific method at this point the people need the data you know and i think that you know any narrative shaping uh is only detrimental to the discovery that we are at the precipice of understanding honestly i i respect i respect everything you said and you said it in a way that's you know in a way that's uh not demeaning to anybody who does you know uh, uh who had a different takeaway so uh, thank you for being respectful about your your opinion. And you know what? I think you made some great points. Um, it, it definitely is the same. You know, it, it's. Uh, it, I don't think we heard anything that we've never heard before tonight. Um, you know, uh, this was all more confirmation. And I think that's it's the validation that people were waiting for from someone from someone like this in the intelligence community who held such a high rank and who had such a respectful, um, you know, view of him uh, prior to his departure. And, and, and even, you know, maybe even still, um, clearly people, people are still willing to vouch for his character and his, his, his demeanor and, 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 and every, his whole story. So, uh, yes, but once, but once, yes, but once again, the like that is I, I like I said, I do believe in he is telling what he thinks is the truth. I do believe that, you know, okay. and like he's an 
he's he's an intel guy you know and there is the argument that's been made that you know there are people in the uap task force that are not happy with how disclosure has been discussed and when you look at the recent quote unquote whistleblowers you know they all come from the uap task force you know and they're all kind of in the same circles you know elizondo put off grush you know the list goes on you know that there's clearly a narrative that is being shaped and all i'm saying is you know don't believe a narrative just because some guy comes out on national television with an ulterior motive talking about things that he hasn't seen or experienced for himself stone what's up Hey, what's up? Um, so there was like some things uh, that I thought were pretty standout. Uh, first, like Russ Coltart saying in the beginning that some of the people in the UIP legacy programs um, were saying he was credible. And uh, yeah, they, they were like this, uh, Grush, he was, he said, this is what I believe to be true. I don't have anything to back it up. Uh, but uh, I, this is my service record. This is, I'm not mentally ill. Uh, I was not a believer and it's like he had his experience by disclosure while he was in the government. So it probably became something phenomenal to him. And just like we are, we're just like, the truth is out there. <laughs> we're going to find it. And so he's with his clearance in there doing that. And this is the best he can do, but it's like a call to action. Uh, he's saying all of these things are potentially true. Uh, Mick West is tweeting right now about um, the bodies and things like that. And uh, he said, possibly and my um, husband had pointed out, he didn't say that these things happen. He said, possibly. And same with the, the galactic treaty. He said that I would like to know about that too. So he's saying these things um, in a way, maybe he's saying they're true, but he's making people think about it. And that I can appreciate, like hopefully more people come forward and just say, yeah, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. And with his background, he's hoping like, if you were all at Thanksgiving dinner and he was your uncle and he told you these stories uh, and he, you know, you know, he's a decorated member, you'd probably believe him. And that's basically, he's doing it, but with a big, huge audience and it's just going to keep getting better. Hundred, I could not have said that better myself. Absolutely. Um, and shout out, we have uh, over 120, uh, 20, 20 people listening um, to, to the finale of UFO Twitter week. Uh, we just went through what I would consider um, one of the most hopeful dominoes to fall in um, the UFO, uh, you know, truth embargo uh, uh, game, game, if you will. Um, I think I think the pressure's on, and I think if we can keep the pressure on as a um, as a community and as a uh, uh, as one, not not a community divided, but a community, then I think. You know, they're already talking about hearings based on David Grush and, and his testimony, you know, and they were already talking about hearings before David Grush, you know, sometime in June, July. So, you know, now we're, we're looking at maybe possibly two sets of hearings or one big hearing. So whether that's behind closed doors or not, you know, it remains to be seen. Regardless, this this topic is, is being advanced quicker than it ever has ever, ever in, in, in human history as we know it. 
this is the first time that this topic has been taken this seriously and at, at the levels that it's been taken. So I think, you know, every Twitter who's tweeted that hashtag, hashtag UFO Twitter, um, you, you owe yourself a glass of wine, <laughs> a beer, a joint. Um, you know, for me, I'm sober. Yes, so, sir. Uh, uh, a nice Coca-Cola, pat yourself on the back. Because, um, you know, we're all marching towards the same same goal and and you know we might get there on different ways we might you know struggle along the way we might fall but we pick each other up and, and we march forward and and that's what we're supposed to do and until we get the truth that's what we're going to continue to do and and thank you to astral for putting these ufo twitter weeks together um i was very grateful to be a part of this one um you know sponsoring it and, and doing some uh other promotional stuff for it so um Thank you, Astro, for putting this stuff together. And, dude, this is going to be an avenue in the future for how news is going yeah, to be Yeah, it's only going to grow. You know? Yeah. It's, it's only People grow come and... here for news more than they do mainstream media at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think UFO Twitter Week is only going to grow. And, you know, pretty soon people are going to be wanting us to do it. It's going to, you know, UFO Twitter Week is going to become a, its own convention. It's, a, its own conference. That's what we're going to do eventually. Uh, that's that's the end goal. So um, you know, have have a nice conference in 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 New York or something. Uh, so I think that'd be you know like the Inquire anomalous uh, people do. I think that'd be really cool. I was just um, thinking this morning but, we don't have enough UFO conferences. So that's like yeah, cool. especially on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm just messing yeah. you. Yeah, no. So East Coast. Imagine. Imagine UFO Twitter Week turned into like a a, a a dedicated conference every year. And because the subject, you know, advances. I mean, look at the conversations we're having now. Imagine one year from now. I mean, I mean, I, I for once, I am like the most hopeful I've ever been. Bro, stop it. I'll put that shit together right now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I'll, I'll put the money up. Let's go. Do it. We'll, we'll rent Let's the go. hall out and everything. That's it. We'll, we'll do... The first speaker, Daniel Jones. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, what's up? <laughs> no, 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 no. First speaker is, um, uh, what's that guy's name who did the, uh, who did the uh, cigarette uh, thing? Uh, what was his name? He used to be big in the UFO field, and now he's doing, like, YouTube, like, weird. Ah, uh, God, we were just talking about him the other day. Damn it! He had he had like the prop cigarette, and he's been on ancient aliens and stuff. Come on, you guys know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. I don't know <laughs> yes, who you're talking about. Yes, unfortunately, yes, no, I really don't. The guy who the, you said fun. cigarette, and I thought of the guy from yeah, the X Files. Yeah. No, I thought of the Marvel, dude. <laughs> remember, rem, remember the prop cigarette he did, and he he did it the whole stream like with like prop a prop suit on. Oh, David Wilcock? David Wilcock. Oh, yes. no. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. He'd be like, this he suit's really right. expensive, yes. but that doesn't change the fact that NHI is interacting with humans. <laughs> like, I'll slap the shit out of David Wilcock. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I'm dying laughing. <laughs> David Wilcock, first speaker, UFO Twitter Week Conference. No, with don't. No. With Corey Good. <laughs> with Corey Good co-hosting. Corey, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding, guys. 
Uh, I'm glad we could have some fun, though. I really, I really am. Um, does anyone else, anyone, any final thoughts on the interview itself and, and, um, um, just, just the demeanor of, of everything, the, the, uh, what, what your final takeaway is of it? What, what's going to be the conversation tomorrow in mainstream media? Is this even going to, is this even going to, uh, uh, push a radar? Go ahead, Daniel. So, yeah, I'll just jump in really quick. I think this has been great. Um, Awesome input by everybody. And I'll just mention this really quick. So basically my main takeaways, I posted up at the top and I think that's not just for people, you know, here or just the UFO community, but just in the general public, you know, this is a media outlet that's reaching um, tons of people who are otherwise totally unfamiliar with this sort of thing. So I think it's raising social awareness. It's generating interest and commentary. I mean, just the other day, Michio Kaku came on and, and, you know, he's now, you know, involved with this as well, but he said, journalists follow the money. Scientists follow the evidence. And then the space we just had earlier, I brought up the Sagan standard, which is extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And I know that's kind of convoluted in some ways, but but here's the thing. He's and I think Electron had made a good point. These are all claims, which hopefully we can get some substantiation for. So whether you're not you have the believability factor, you know, people approach this either through faith based or evidence based outlooks. Um, But here's the thing. I, I don't know that uh, Colhart is satisfied or not. I think if he wasn't, um, maybe he's not. It's, you know, it's one of those journalist things you always want to push for more. I think he won't be, and I don't think anyone of us should be until we really do see something substantial by way of evidence that not only can we, um, you know, just show pictures of or anything like that, but we need to be able to bring into a court of law and we need to be able to have people testify, um, and do lab work to show, to demonstrate to the world at large. I mean, this is a huge media opportunity. Look how wild the whole Depp and Heard situation was that people went crazy over. I mean, if this got to be something uh, in, in that ilk where you can have people all over the world going wild about something, which actually I think, you know, most of us here seem to care about, I think it would be very revolutionary. Um, and so one thing to just keep in mind, you know, we've got UFO Day, World UFO Day, coming up on the 24th and then on the 2nd of next month, which is just another media opportunity, not to say anything breaking or, you know, a bombshell release will come out. Who knows? This has been a pretty historic week when, with all this stuff. It's just getting into the critical mass of, of the public. And I think that's important. That's going to be a good stepping stone. I don't think it's going to just be something we should just say, well, that was that, you know, and go, just take their word for it. We need to continue to work towards more. Um, and I think we're doing that with a conversation like this. So anyways, I'm honored to be with you guys and uh, let's keep up the great work. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you I, so much. I think thank Electron, so I think Electron had his hand up next though. Um, yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So my final closing thoughts. So tomorrow, what do I think we take away from this? You know, uh, and yeah, this isn't a bombshell, but it is, you know, another brick in the wall, you know, to use the metaphor. Um, but I think the takeaway is this, that, you know, uh, that UAP, it is real. Uh, the government is spending some serious effort and money to study the UAP. Uh, but at the end of the day, they still don't know what it is and that more scientific analysis is required you know and i think that's where the, maybe the media comes into play is that you know uh we need that peer review we need that transparency we need the data to be declassified you know and part of the scientific method part of it is confirmation you know can you take a picture of it 
You know, can you take a video of it? Can you capture, you know, sensor data on it? That's the confirmation part of it. What we're forgetting, the other part of the scientific method is, you know, is it repeatable? You know, once you have the data, you know, once you collect the evidence, is it actually repeatable? And I think, you know, that's where we're going to have to really, you know, strap in we're for the repeatability of that phenomenon. Yeah, we're going to have some issues there. Repeatability is definitely because the phenomena comes and goes, you know, it's it's who are we to determine if there's, you know, if there's repeatability even to it or even. Well, that's the that's that's the point, though, is that in, in our in our understanding of the scientific model, you know, our observer effect, we can, in fact, you know, uh, make the repeatability, you know, evident, you know, uh, in a different physics you know, or in a physics or standard model that we're not aware of, do we really have control over that repeatability? And that I think is where the government, you know, and some of our top minds really need to come together and understand that well, because uh, it, it may not be repeatable. And it's because of our place in our understanding of the physics that are at hand. But that's a whole nother reason for us to have this conversation, to, to bring this these intact crafts or or this material out into the the public so that we can start working on it um, together as a as a as a species towards the betterment of mankind, not just hidden away in in you know weapon bunkers so that we can tell you know in, uh, in not not defense you know. Uh, defense isn't isn't crucial. It, it definitely is, um, especially if you know what he's saying about this whole Cold War. Uh, that's another thing that 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 we should take away from this. He's saying that there's been a Cold War between you know the 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 big three for for a long time uh, with development of this of this stuff and and their own crash retrieval programs. So you know, defense is obviously something that we need to take seriously, but also. Like we need to study this stuff for the betterment of mankind. We can't just lock it away in a bunker and 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 use it for our military purposes. That's not what it was, you know. The, the, that that is criminal to me. That is criminal. That's where the cover up comes in, and that's where that's where I get aggravated. I'm about to walk into the convenience store if someone else wants to jump in. So I'm having a hard time reconciling uh, what uh, Kirkpatrick said from Arrow. And I'm actually in contact with one of the researchers from his office. Uh, this was my baby from the beginning, starting this in Congress. And, and so I'm having a hard time reconciling what he said, what NASA said, um, and then, you know, and then now this Grush guy comes out. Well, wouldn't he have given this information to to Arrow and NASA when they were investigating this? Why why would you wait for them to come to a conclusion and say there is no evidence of any extraterrestrials or he used the word extraterrestrial? Why would you well, do it now? Like, isn't this something you would given them? Well, before? what he's saying, what he's saying, I did give them the information, but they were being withheld that information. Well, so they were they were they were act they were denied access 
to these crash retrieval programs. Well, but if he wasn't even a part of the programs and he's able to get access to it, why wouldn't he have why wouldn't he have turned it into them before? So I'm just saying I'm having a hard time reconciling the timeline here while we have NASA who are scientists, you know, telling us, and I, and I've spoken, I I've been to multiple conferences with, I, w- I was at a conference with the top of planetary science, uh, the top planetary science t- scientists from NASA. And now, you know, they're like, they're firm in this. I just interviewed a, an astronomer from the Vatican observatory no, no, no evidence for, for extraterrestrials. And that, there was an interesting caveat where he said, well, you know, maybe an ancient advanced civilization that keeps surviving. But I'm just not understanding why there wasn't more cooperation before NASA and Arrow came to their conclusions. And then now we have this Intel guy running out. Oh, no, wait. You know, uh, I, I, I'm telling you all this stuff. But, you know, as a. Uh, electron pointed out like that's in the job of intel guys you know their their job isn't to tell you the truth so i'm just kind of waiting to see how this unfolds i agree with electron this really isn't anything new and what we really need is we we have to have the scientific data for it to be accepted by the scientists period end of story that's just how the scientific method works so it's interesting and I'm waiting to see how it plays out. But NASA and Arrow aren't on board. It seems like they're distance, distancing themselves. And Well, I, I think Arrow and NASA are exactly the scientific method that you're speaking of, to be honest. Um, I think that if you're looking at the, what they're doing, what they're doing to me is in the official front, whether you think like they've been delaying it or that they're just bullshitting. But I think that there's, there's a, there's a, 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 something taking place where NASA and Arrow, they're trying to figure out the, how to collect the data, how to get in, in um, corroboration with um, the military the Air Force, um, the uh, air, the flight patterns and all of that to be able to collect these uh, data points and then to turn it into scientific collection. I think what throws people off is the whistleblower stuff with Arrow and that when the whistleblowers come forward, I think people expect Arrow to investigate the claims and then to reveal what the information that they have is like to like, whistle to to reveal the whistleblower stuff like that is coming out and i think that what is really happening is that arrows taking what they're hearing and then like just confirming the data that they're trying to see to like determine these cases of like anomalous or non-anomalous and so i think that there's a lot of assumptions that like arrows supposed to come out and nasa supposed to come out and make these determinations when that's not really the case of what the point of of their organizations is is to do well, it's not the it's not the point of the military either to to inform people of anything. That's not their mission statement. Their mission statement is the defense of the country, which is why it's interesting to me that this